Today on Truths That Transform. What happened in 2020 was a good thing. It was a wake-up call to people that things are this bad. The Bible has created the best in civilizations. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Rob Pacienza, Senior Pastor of Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, founded by Dr. D. James Kennedy. Founding Father James Madison, sometimes called the father of the Constitution, said, if men were angels, no government would be necessary. But in a fallen world, laws and governments that enforce those laws are necessary. But what happens when the government itself becomes lawless? On today's program, you'll discover how God's word in the Bible is the standard of all law. And you'll see how rejecting that word has led us into extreme danger. We'll also share some key resources to help you see how this is happening and who's doing it so that we can prayerfully return liberty under the law to America. We begin with an investigation on the assault on the rule of law in our nation, an assault that threatens the foundations of our system and puts you and your children in danger. The right to vote in free and fair elections is a key mechanism that preserves freedom and liberty in America. But in recent years, the integrity of our elections has come into question. We need to be concerned about the integrity of our election system in America. If we don't have free elections, then we've lost our country. We cannot let our elections be uh, anything but transparent. Uh, it is at the very heart of freedom in a free society. In recent polls, a majority of Republicans, almost a majority of Americans, believe that there was fraud in the last presidential election. So whether or not there was, there is that impression that there was. And we're just now starting to see the evidence come forth of what really happened. Many on the far left claim that election fraud is non-existent, but the evidence proves otherwise. In Orange County, California in 2018, uh, there were at least 250,000 ballots delivered after Election Day that turned that county completely Democrat, even though it had long been a Republican county. In South Texas, uh, union goons were going door to door intimidating people, demanding they either surrender their ballots or they gave them ballots to fill out. Uh, they got caught, people were tried and convicted, uh, and yet the mainstream media ignore this kind of intimidation that ballot harvesting provides. Of course, there's the, um, the case of over 2,000 uh, mules, as they're called, of taking a large number of ballots and stuffing them in ballot boxes in, in Georgia and Arizona and in Wisconsin, and it's on videotape. You know, what's, what's the story with that? We need to get to the bottom of that. And then it seems state after state, uh, they're uncovering through their, um, they're looking at the, at the register of voters that um, there's dead voters. 
they're more registered than there are voters. There's all sorts of things that need to be fixed. While these occurrences of election fraud don't necessarily delegitimize election results, it reveals the ultimate strategy of the radical left to win elections by any means necessary. The left has worked for years to undermine election integrity. Uh, they've been against voter ID laws. Uh, they have expanded early voting uh, to, to where we don't have election day anymore. We have election month or even more, election six weeks. Uh, they've uh, encouraged mail-in balloting with no excuses. Uh, and they have pushed same-day registration. Uh, they, they relax all the standards that ensure election integrity. I think there is legitimate concern about what happened in prior elections and the 2020 election, but I think the 2020 election is unique. It's a unicorn. It was held in the middle of a pandemic where politicians, either surreptitiously or trying to get it right, made changes to the election system to deal with the reality of a country that wasn't going to go to the polling places because they were afraid. Uh, and so they had to come up with a methodology in which people could express their vote. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, many states drastically changed their procedures for the 2020 election, allowing mail-in voting, extending deadlines for ballots, and ignoring election laws already in place. This opened the door for potential fraud. The difference between mail-in voting and absentee voting is huge. Absentee voting, you have to request a ballot. You have to show who you are. Uh, and. This, this ensures that uh, your vote is legal. Mail-in balloting, when they just send it to every address uh, in their system, is rife for abuse. They counted ballots that weren't postmarked. They extended county, late counting for a week in some states. Uh, they, they just relaxed all the standards for identification on mail-in ballots. Uh, they cured ballots. That means election officials actually filled in information that the voters didn't bother doing. Uh, and they, those ballots should have been rejected, but they weren't. In California, I think it's, it was normally like maybe between five and 10% of these mail-in ballots get rejected. Uh, and the 2020 election is less than 1%. Uh, so the amount of scrutiny was certainly uh, not there. Another major issue stems from the chaos at our southern border. There is a push right now by various progressives that are convinced that we want to bring in all sorts of people across the border. I live in the state of Texas and I can tell you we're seeing just an enormous number of individuals, probably two million people this last year, crossing from Mexico into the United States. And I think the hope is, is that these might be future Democratic voters. I think the plan is very clear on the Democratic side. Flood the nation with illegal aliens by the millions Get them hooked on welfare benefits, food stamps, rental assistance, you name it. Uh, hold out a welcome mat for even more people to come in and then naturalize them, turn them into citizens, and then have them vote for the very people giving them government uh, largesse. I don't, I don't think it could be any clearer. They want to replace the American electorate uh, with people coming over the border. To have an effective voting system in the United States. We've got to have an effective immigration system. I mean, let's start there. When people come into the United States, what, the, what is the opportunity for them to become a citizen? What is their opportunity to be involved in, in the voting process? To prevent illegal immigrants from voting in U.S. elections, many states have passed common sense voter ID laws. Fortunately, many states are rushing to make their elections uh, safer 
Georgia's legislature passed a very common sense voting integrity law that just tightened procedures. And yet the press and the Democrats uh, beat up on Georgia, said it was racist, uh, Jim Crow 2.0, which is how Joe Biden put it. This whole charade that somehow voter ID and other election integrity safeguards are racist uh, may play well in the mainstream press, but most Americans aren't buying it. I think it, it's clear what's happening. Uh, when you had, I think uh, Mr. Biden called it uh, Jim Crow on steroids with Georgia's election law. And I remember I heard that I read the bill myself. I said, I don't see anything in this bill that's the least bit racist. In fact, there's some areas where I think you're too lenient on uh, allowing people to vote in some areas that you have to have voter integrity. If I have to have an identification to ride an airplane, to drive a car, don't you think it's important that you should you would, would know that when I say my name Abraham Hamilton, I'm here to vote, that you know it's Abraham Hamilton? I mean, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's a it's a clear push to liberalize election law to allow people to do whatever they want. Behind many of these endeavors to reform laws and influence elections is the radical billionaire George Soros. Starting in the early 90s, Soros began spending huge sums of money to influence major U.S. elections. The Clinton administration is at least where I say he has the first major involvement. He's very connected with, with Hillary Clinton. He was very um, connected to Bill Clinton. It's in the Bush era where you he really started to kind of turn up the heat on how much money he's actually investing in these elections. There was uh, one point he said that, I think it was versus uh, Kerry, that he would be willing to spend his entire fortune uh, trying to defeat uh, Bush. The Hungarian-born billionaire uh, who contributed millions to the Democratic Party, but he also contributed uh, to efforts to change uh, the nature of uh, elective offices. Uh, he spent a fortune to replace secretaries of state around the country, especially in key battleground states. Uh, he spent a fortune making sure district attorneys in major cities would be hard left Democrats. Those who have traced Soros spending says there's virtually no far left project in America today that doesn't somehow have the fingerprints of George Soros on it. I mean, he spent, I think it was $25 million into pushing mail-in voting. And the reason we had mail-in voting is kind of genius in that um, the left is in a situation where, you know, you look at any poll and the youth are overwhelmingly left-wing. Uh, they're at the same time the least likely to actually get out and vote. So to fix that problem, I and mean, if you just mail it from the ballot, some kid who might not wait 20 minutes in line is going to go, okay, I can check a box. Um, and it does open up the door to fraud. I mean, if you're a liberal parent and you've got two or three kids away at college, uh, maybe you check those boxes. Despite what we've seen in recent elections, it is still vitally important for Christians to exercise their right to vote. What happened in 2020 was a good thing. It was a wake-up call to people that things are this bad. And if you do not act, uh, America is over and your children and grandchildren will suffer. One of the most important elections is the election of 2022. This election for people of faith is vital that we see a change because the direction of our culture, the direction of our uh, economics, of our politics, of the world affairs, it's in chaos. And, and the war against Christians is at an all-time high. This election can turn things around. And so I'm encouraging people of faith to go out and vote, to actually make a difference in their community. And we're seeing this happen all over the nation. People need to vote, even if they think the system 
is, is not perfect. We've never had a perfect system, uh, but we have a God-given gift of self-governance here. Uh, this was new to the world uh, for centuries. We had kings and rulers and emperors, and not until the United States was born in 1776 did we say the people are the king. Christians of all people should realize that we've been given a great gift by God to be self-governing people. It's resulted in the freest, most prosperous nation in history. Uh, and to give that up and say, well, I don't like the system, so I'm not going to vote, is like uh, turning down a precious gift. Uh, I think uh, all Christians ought to vote, and, and they ought to vote their values. And if they don't, uh, well, we see what happens when they don't. Our free booklet, Issues and Answers from God's Word, gives useful verses and biblical perspective on crucial matters. What does God have to say about money, schools, government, sexuality, borders, and the very nature of life itself? We'll send you this valuable resource at no cost or obligation to you. Just call or write asking for Issues and Answers from God's Word to help discern the truth about topics that affect you. We have the great liberty in America of being self-governing, but if the mechanisms we use to govern ourselves, like our elections, fall prey to lawlessness, America cannot survive. This has begun to happen because we have departed from God's word as the standard of righteousness and true freedom. Instead, those who reject God pursue raw power at the expense of every other concern. Most in today's culture are largely ignorant of the role played by the Bible in the foundation and continuance of America, as well as the grave harm caused by departing from it. My pastor and mentor, Dr. D. James Kennedy explains. If the Bible had never been written, it would have been a great blessing. For after all, it's nothing but trash, a bunch of contradictory Myths and errors not fit for any intelligent person to read. At least so stated Madeleine Murray O'Hare. On numerous occasions, the redoubtable atheist and president of the American Association of Atheists, one TV talk show sneeringly declared, well, the Bible may be the most widely distributed book in the world, but it's certainly the least read. Did you ever hear that? Oh, the Bible has been the greatest blessing that the world has ever seen. And it is, of course, the world's best seller. The Bible is not the least read book in the world. It is the most read book, not only in America, but in the entire world. And it is the most sought-after book that there is. Well, now, we have lived in a time when we have gotten rid of the Bible out of our schools, and uh, from our public 
square almost entirely, and people don't realize that there is a high price to be paid for disbelief in the Bible. You may have seen a Bible that may be rather expensive, a high price tag. Have you ever thought about the price tag for not having a Bible? Well, let me share with you what that is. In this day of repressed Bible availability in our schools, 99% of Americans can expect to be victims of theft at least once in their lifetime. 80% of Americans can expect to be the victims of violent crime at least once in your life. 80% of the people sitting here will experience a violent crime, either you have or you will, before you die. Our children account for the fastest growing segment of the criminal population in our time. No, the Bible is not useless trash. The Bible has created the best in civilizations. And the Bible has been the source of innumerable blessings for our world. They are beyond being measured. Uh, A quick overview would include such things as, as these. Hospitals, a Christian phenomenon produced by the Word of God and the example of Jesus Christ. Universities produced in the Middle Ages by Christians in Europe. Literacy for the masses, capitalism, and free enterprise. We wouldn't have that today, probably, were it not for Christians. The basic principle was unleashed by John Calvin as he studied the scriptures and discovered the true meaning of interest. The father of capitalism, Adam Smith, who wrote uh, his great book, on uh, the free enterprise system was a professor of Christian morality and ethics at the Puritan University of Edinburgh and a great Christian. Representative government came largely from the mind of Calvin which was soaked in the scriptures The separation of political powers comes right out of the Old Testament. Civil liberties, the abolition of slavery both in ancient times and again in more modern times when it was revived. Modern science, which is a gift from the Word of God to the world. All of the founders of the scientific method, Roger Bacon, Francis Bacon, Sir Isaac Newton, etc., were believers in the Word of God. And not only that, the founders of all of the major departments of science or branches of science were also Christians and followers of God's word. You may remember there was formed a government, 1789, and the leading proponent of that government was John Adams. And that government was based entirely upon the Bible. And the only laws they had were the laws in the Bible, 1789. No, it wasn't America. It's the rest of the story of 
mutiny on the bounty, where the mutineers went to a practically unheard of island hundreds and hundreds of miles east of New Zealand called Pitcairn Island. And they established, after they had killed all but one of them, leaving but John Adams and the native people that they had brought with them, alive because of their drunkenness and their violence, he found a Bible. And he began to read it. And he was converted to Christ. And he began to share it with the others that remained. And they too were converted to Christ. They were wanted by the crown of England for mutiny. When they finally found them 19 years later, they found the most peaceful, prosperous settlement that they had ever seen. There was no crime, no adultery, no theft, no vice. It was an absolutely tranquil Christian community, so much so that the British government decided not to press charges against Adams, the sole remainder, remaining living mutineer from the mutiny on the bounty. By the way, in all versions of that movie, that is ignored. No, the Bible produces a society like nothing else ever has. Not only is it societally a great benefit and blessing to people, the Bible can change lives. The Bible can indeed grant success in life as no other book can. No man is poor or desolate who has a copy of the Bible. Are you one of those that reads the Bible daily? I certainly hope so. You should be. I know in my life, I may not eat in a day. I may not sleep. And I've gone without both. But I won't go without time spent in the Bible. And I hope some of you will determine right now that from this day forward, you are never going to let a day go by that you don't read the Word of God. And your life will be blessed and God will pour out His Spirit upon you. Hello, I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy. As you just heard from my dad, Dr. D. James Kennedy, God's Word has been the basis for the freest, most prosperous nation in history. But both our prosperity and our freedom have been placed in jeopardy by those who reject God and work to subvert the institutions that have sustained America for centuries. Among those is the radical leftist billionaire, George Soros. He has funded prosecutors who coddle rioters in our streets, and he has pumped money into efforts to eliminate the Electoral College. He has promoted abortion and transgenderism while demonizing and weakening America from within. And he has mostly done it from the shadows until now. We have put together some key resources that every Christian needs to have. First is the book, 
George Soros Exposed, Spending Billions to Radically Transform America by our own John Amon. This exclusive book fills in the blanks about this mysterious power broker and his messianic ambitions. We will send you this important book as our thanks for your generous donation to help this ministry continue standing for truth and defending your freedom. And if you're able to give a donation of $60 or more, we'll send you the book plus our award-winning DVD documentary, Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Movie Guide called this program an engrossing must-see documentary and says, every citizen interested in protecting religious, social, intellectual, economic, and political liberty in the United States and around the world should see it. We'll also include for you the exclusive Follow the Money chart, showing in graphic detail how George Soros' money flows into radical causes. We have done the homework to separate the facts from the myths so you can see with your own eyes his influence in America's institutions and organizations. Once again, we'll send you the compelling book, George Soros Exposed, as our thanks for your generous donation. And the book, plus the documentary, Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America on DVD, as well as the Follow the Money chart, as thanks for your donation of $60 or more. We rely on the grace of God and the voluntary gifts of friends to support D. James Kennedy Ministries. So please, give generously. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. Considering what you've seen today, what does God want from you? The problems in our culture today come from an unbelief in the Word of God. This leads to a clash of worldviews. As Christians, we are called to have a biblical worldview. That simply means that the lens or the framework that we see the world through is informed by the infallible Word of God. And since God's Word is infallible, unbiblical worldviews are false worldviews. The false worldview of secularism denies absolute truth and the lordship of Jesus Christ and has separated us from the true foundation for law, justice, and freedom. So what should you do? First, you need to make sure that you have a biblical worldview. When we separate spiritual issues from moral, political, or legal issues, or anything else that actually affects our culture today, we have adopted a form of secularism. To the contrary, God is sovereign and Lord over every aspect of life. Knowing how and why is not merely optional for you, it's essential. Yet George Barna's research indicates that fewer than 10% of American Christians have a biblical worldview. And second, in these times, you need to be connected to a real life community of believers. None of us is strong enough or wise enough to stand alone in our faith, let alone recapture our culture for Christ. And we certainly cannot raise children and grandchildren in the truth without strong preaching, teaching, and fellowship to encourage and exhort us. Build your life upon the sure foundation of God's word and do it among a community that is committed to living out the truth.
D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. Thank you for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. The very same people who are uh, crying out about how Russia is violating the sovereign border of Ukraine are, are the same people that are ignoring what's happening at our southern border. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.